Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Big Apple School podcast, where the goal is to help you improve your English through listening. My name is Benjamin, and today I'm joined by three wonderful guests. And our first guest today is Ken from the Philippines, and our second guest, a blast from the past, is Katya. Hello. So welcome back, and of course we have Ur from Turkey. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about vintage items, retro vintage items. And we have a few different topics we're going to cover in this area. So the first subject we're going to talk about today is hoarding. So, do you consider Ooh. yourself to be a hoarder? Well, what is hoarding? What would you classify as hoarding? Is that collecting, you know,、uh, different kinds of stuff、um, excessively? It's、yes. not just yeah, never, like, th- yeah, never、know. throwing away anything. Right. Yes. Oh, wait, I've just realised I'm the only Russian over here.、Yeah. Oh, I've got a lot to say on the topic. Actually, <laughs> well, yes, yeah, we do have. Yeah, we will definitely discuss this. Well,、um, is your balcony filled with items? Are you a balcony hoarder? You know, I have a tiny balcony at the moment, and there's no glass. It's just you know, like open air. So there's literally no chance to store anything over there because it's just going to be blown away. But I do see some balconies, you know, of my neighbors just being full of stuff that、yeah. I'm pretty sure they don't need and they will never need in their life. Stuffed to the brim with with stuff. And、um, why why is it the balcony? Why why don't people get st- well? Do people get garages here? And well, it depends. Some people do. Some people do. But you know, I think it's more like you know. You need some place where you wouldn't look, so you wouldn't feel guilty about not using all the stuff. And how often do you look at the balcony? You know, how often do you go there? I mean, I like looking out my window. <laughs> like the window, or if you、yeah. smoke, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.、Right. I'm, I'm smoking in、so, the balcony. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you have. Also,、well, tell me about your view from the balcony. Do you do you keep things on your balcony?、Mm, no, not at all. Only my ashtray and pack of ciggies. That's it. Okay, so you're not minimalistic a balcony. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, hoarding, obviously, that like Ken said perfectly, it's the excessive collection and accumulation of older items. Why are some people hoarders? What what drives people to be a hoarder? You know what?、Um, I I don't want to sound judgmental here, but I just think like it's a it has something to do a little bit with the psychology. It's like you、oh, know, definitely, yeah. Because this kind of reminds me of my grandmother. She collected many different items, which you know,、um, when I was a kid, I thought about it like, what do we need all these for? It's just maybe like a bad habit somehow. What sort of items? You know.、Um, Uh, different kinds of clothes, even though、uh, they're already kind of torn a bit. But she has also this other hobby of sewing and try、yeah. to repair. You know, do some kind of you know mending,、um, or different kinds of dishes.、Um, I mean plates.、Uh, yeah, yeah.、Um, <laughs> I have a question to you. Sure. So. If we, you know, make parallels now between Russia and the Philippines, so did you have the situation when you wanted to use some of those dishes or plates, and your grandma would say, "No, that's for special day. We can't use it on a daily basis." I am so happy you've mentioned that because actually <laughs> she was exactly like that. And the funny thing is.、Um, Some of them are not even used, like totally. They're just there for display, yeah. So that whenever we had guests,、um, she could show off, basically. Oh, we have some, you know,、uh, imported plates、oh, from Japan. Yeah. Oh, so they were vintage plates from Japan. Yes. From the Japanese, right? Because my mom, you know, well, to this day, she still lives in Japan, and back then she would、oh, eat,、right. send us, you know, some. Plates or、um, even spoon and you know forks that were kind of、um, not the ones that you would normally see in the Philippines,、mm-hmm. and they're just put somewhere.、Uh, some of them are really kept where they're totally hi-、uh, hidden, and then the others are just for display. And then there was a time when I asked her, "Can we use that? That looks so fancy." And then she said, "No, it's just for display purposes." Oh. D- Oh wow! Oh、yeah. wow! So th- these plates are not going to be on your balcony. These are properly cherished. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any、um, similar things with plates in your family?、Mm, Turkey? Do you have no family I, silverware? I, I never seen them collecting or displaying any kind of item in the house. 
Yeah. We we were kind of living like like minimalistic as minimalistic as possible. So yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's clean it's it's a clean lifestyle to live. Well, we'll talk about that in a mm. second. Um but what but, else do people store on balconies in in Russia? Well, I mean, all sorts of things you can possibly imagine. I mean, it can be some some broken things that you hope you'll fix one day. Uh, some instruments, stuff like that. But if we talk about hoarding in Russia, you know, I think it's a common thing. It's really a common thing. My mom is a real hoarder. You know, she keeps all those, you know, those dumb, stupid statuettes or souvenirs brought to her from, (laughs) you know, by people she doesn't even remember. Or like kinder egg surprises. Oh, stuff like that, yeah. (laughs) You know, the fridge magnets. and sometimes or keychains or something, yeah at something like, do you remember who you got it from? And she's like, oh, well, it might be this person or that person. And like, why do you keep all that? And she has a, sep- you know, like a separate cupboard with like dozens of shelves just for this purpose of, yeah. you know, displaying all those souvenir plates and everything. So, and I constantly ask her, like, what do you need it for? And last time I came to visit her, she said, oh, you know what? There were some places, uh, like the plates or things that got broken and I threw them away. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to mark this day red in my calendar and celebrate every year that you finally (laughs) threw something away. And I think that the reason for that lies down in our Soviet history. Mm Because back in the day, it was hard to get hold of anything. You had to wait in lines. You have to hope that somebody might, you know, bring it from from abroad, you know. Yeah, I remember watching, well, there was this series on YouTube um, discussing old Soviet history artifacts. And and I remember people collected things like plastic cigarette, um, ha- well, not handbags, so plastic cigarette bags with the Marlboro logo on it. And people would like oh sell- Oh my God, are you yeah, serious? Yeah, people would sell this thing, and the, these things, and it would be very... Yeah, prestigious to have these things back in the Soviet That's days. That's interesting. So yeah, I think it just comes back, you know, to history. But speaking of plates and dishes and whatnot, it's a very common thing in Russia as well, you know, to have those plates, glasses, you name it, um, and never use them, you know, because it's for special occasion. You know, some people might take it out and use it for like New Year's or something. And my family used to used to be the same. Like, you know, my family would take out these beautiful plates and everything for New Year and birthday celebrations. But later on, they realized, uh, well, with through sad, you know, events, but that it's what is called the syndrome of postponed life. When okay. you keep the best thing for the later, you know, you buy, you know, a beautiful outfit or something, a great sweater, and you think, oh, I'm going to wear it for different events. But then you never do. It gets old, it gets outdated or, you know, things like that. So, and my mom finally realized that this syndrome of postponed life isn't doing her any, you know, any good. So she started to actually use those plates. So use those, you know, outfits, jewelry and and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. She still doesn't throw away most of the souvenir stuff, though, but I'm waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hoping. Well, I believe earlier there was a podcast about minimalism, like, quite a long I had time ago. With, with, yeah, uh, a long time ago, but um, I wasn't here. But let's quickly touch on that subject because it's quite relevant. Would you consider yourself to be a, mi- a minimalist or Ken? Um, right now, yes, but... Um, I just want to go back a little bit to like, you know, hoarding. Although, yeah, yeah, go for it, yeah. uh, I'm not sure if I can qualify that as hoarding because, well, as I've already mentioned, my grandmother, she used to collect many different things. Well, technically she was a hoarder. Yeah. And then partly I kind of, um, you know, got that habit because um, I remember when I used to have different beautiful notebooks. Yes, Snoopy, Mickey Mouse, again from Japan, or it can be, you know, from somewhere else given by my aunt. So I just collected them. And then going back to the syndrome that, you know, Katya um, described earlier. So I was thinking, okay, I'm not going to use them now because I'm going to use them later on for some kind of purpose. And whatever that purpose may be, it never occurred to me what it was. It's just, I just wanted to collect them. And I thought they were too beautiful to be used. And instead of using them um, to school, I used um, the ones that I bought from the Philippines, which were mm-hmm. nothing special, you know, just ordinary because I thought, well, they're too nice. Like, I'll find uh, an occasion, sort <laughs> of, 
you know, to use the, those beautiful notebooks, but I never did. And to be honest with you right now, um, I can't even remember where they are. Um, I don't remember throwing them away, but then I don't even know where they are. So that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But going back to uh, your question, uh, minimalist. Yes, I am. Um, because, um, you know, I want, if we talk about the flat, I want it to be simple, clean, um, you know, spacious, not with so many decorations or unnecessary things. <clears throat> because, you know, um, let's face it, I live abroad. I don't own the flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if I want to make it look fancy, I don't want to spend my money there oh, okay, knowing yeah. that I'm not going to own it at the end of the day. So the best approach is to be a minimalist. Yeah, it's it's a very flexible thing. I definitely used to be a hardcore hoarder. And then I come... Oh, to what extent? Oh, tell us, tell well, us, I tell used us. To, yeah, my, my, my mother would definitely <laughs> vouch for me on this. <laughs> for sure. I used to just collect things. I used to... I, I kind of wanted to have a studio. Do you know Paul Smith? Paul Smith, the famous um, fashion designer. Well, I read a book of his and he had this artist studio which had all these little figurines and yeah, like like you said with your mother, she collects all these little mm-hmm. souvenir things. And I wanted a studio like his and unfortunately, <laughs> it just got to the extent where I just had too much stuff and it was just... Yeah, it was not very pleasant for my. What sort for, of for things did you collect? All yeah. sorts of junk. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of junk, like road signs to <gasps> road signs. signs. Where'd Every, you get everything. them? Just on the side stealing. of the street. <laughs> well, tech, then, isn't that you know considered stealing if you find a road sign on the side of the street? Well, <gasps> if it's discarded on the street, then. Maybe right, not. right. <laughs> but road wink, signs. Wink. <laughs> That's so random, though. Like, yeah. Who collects such things? Is I mean, that, that was just one of many different things. I oh, I mean, come collect. on. People yeah. collect all sorts of things. Yeah. Like some people collect empty coffee cups, you know, like the disposable ones, the pens, the ear, you name it. You can literally point at any object in this room and yeah. there will be people collecting it. Oh, I have a story when... Um, um, I have a group mate. Uh, we studied together at university and she was tutoring. So she came to one girl's place and she was like 15 years old or something. She was collecting chairs. 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 Oh, she wow. had like chairs stacked, you know, That's on fun. top of each other. So <laughs> people collect all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, basically, I used to collect way too much stuff. And then I thought, and then I went the complete opposite way. I'd, I'd say I'm now like a hardcore minimalist. Like I really mm-hmm. like to keep my lifestyle as clean as possible, as free from peripheral junk as Does possible. Does that mean that when you came to Russia and you know, if you need to move or something, you can pack all your belongings in one single suitcase? Yes, yes, yeah. but I just bought a computer, so. Oh, like a PC? <laughs> like a PC. So that's the only thing that would oh, be difficult wow. to pack. But yeah, in theory, yes, yes. That's how I've been living for the last 10 years with one large suitcase or luggage. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 you you were... have my admiration. <laughs> so Uruguay, of course, was in Thailand, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And um, well, when you were in those countries, did you collect any items? Just for souvenir. My friends were asking, all right, could you please buy that for us? Or keychain, as you said, or a magnet or something. Just but it wasn't that things. you collected no, it. No, you no. kind of like, you know, they asked, asked you bought for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not for myself. Yeah. So, yeah. And would you say that having a minimalist lifestyle was like good for your head? Yeah, I guess so. So you you live as compact as possible. So you don't need to care much about what you need to carry with you and for your next destination. It's, yeah. it's quite convenient to just pick up and just move. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it makes it so easy for you to like kind of move then. Oh, mm, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's flexible. You're not attached to things. Yeah. I really you envy that. you how you can keep <laughs> just one suit because right? I've been working on that. Uh, well, mm-hmm. as I've said, I consider myself a minimalist, but for some reason, I, I feel like I still have s- more stuff like that I have to let go. Um, but wow, one suitcase. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. liberating, believe me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to think about the things that you owe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Exactly. They're just things. And also, I I remember many years ago, I I lost my wallet in my room and I had so much (laughs) junk in my room. And I got so angry. I flipped the bed over looking for this wallet and I just couldn't find it. And and I just realized, all right, time to... (laughs) <laughs> to de-junk, to de-clutter. Mm-hmm, declutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great word, declutter, meaning to get rid of junk. But so, yeah. I, I like also the word that he used. It's liberating. Liberating. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. And yeah. So I am surrounded by three people who are, who consider themselves minimalis- minimalists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am not one. <laughs> I'm so far from being a minimalist. I love the idea, but at the same time, I get so easily sentimentally attached to things. Mm-hmm. Like That's the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. sentimental attachment mm-hmm. is... Like, how could I possibly throw this away? This was a gift from my sister or my fiancé or something. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have a special box with my fiancé where we keep like all this, like all the little gifts or the cards or the letters you know all that sort of stuff yeah and i'm like no i can't just throw it away that has too much sentimental value mm-hmm. yeah well, exactly that's one of the most yeah go on yeah uh, well speaking of sentimental items i used to by the way also collect them because um for me they serve a you know a certain memory in your life because you value the people mm-hmm. uh, around you well especially when they're very important to you, right? So um, letters, uh, different kinds of gifts, in fact, they, they can be in the form of clothes, um, some kind of display. Um, and it was so hard for me to let go of them. Um, I remember when I had to leave the Philippines in 2013 to fly to Kazakhstan, I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do with these? Like, It's like a sin to just throw them away because remember, I, you know, these presents were given to you because you mean something to them. And it's like, it was like a crime to me. Mm-hmm. But then I told myself, but I can't take them with me to Kazakhstan and you know at that time of course uh, you know um, uh, I didn't own a flat so Mm -hmm. there was no way I could keep them so with a heavy heart I said goodbye to them but anyway it's not the present or the gift that counts it's the the thought that is more important so Mm -hmm. just to sort of appease myself it's okay I will remember all of these you know unless it's a pet you can't just throw away <laughs> well, of course but you know what's interesting you know once or twice a year I get you know to all my things and I try to declutter and every single time I have several bags of things that I just give away or throw away or whatever but at the same time Every single time I do it again, there are still things that I don't need that I give away or throw away. How come? How does that happen? (laughs) Especially when you need to move from apartment to apartment. Mm -hmm. But you know, um, speaking of minimalism, I think it's kind of harder to be one these days when we live in this society of consumerism and consumerism. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah mm-hmm. we're definitely mm-hmm. going to talk about that. But just one quick question. what? Why do people like vintage items? Is it just the sentimentality of it? What, why does the word vintage have a positive connotation? Why do people associate vintage with yeah positive things? I think it go- also goes with the mentality that if you have something vintage, you're kind of cool because it's not... It goes against what is popular or trendy at the moment. Yeah. So it gives a sense of like individuality, you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. It makes you different. It makes you stand out sometimes when you have like an outfit or something that people right. haven't seen, you know, something different, something you can't find in in a store. Mm-hmm. Especially now, you know, when the clothing items, they look the same. And if you go to a yeah. shop, it's all the same. It's mm-hmm. eye-catching to see something different, especially if we talk about, you know, clothes, like everyone's wearing the same thing. And then, oh my God, that looks like from the 80s. Mm-hmm. How cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what, why is it that we think this is cool? Just because it stands out or is it, what is it that makes new things not so cool? And I think there can be different reasons. Standing out, being just one of yeah. them. Then... Romanticizing, maybe. Romanticizing. Yeah. You know, there's actually a term, which I do not remember the name of, of course, for this nostalgia about the times you never lived in. Mm-hmm. That's how people, you know, a lot of people feel about the 90s. They've never lived in the 90s mm-hmm. or like the 80s or whatever, but they kind of feel nostalgic about them. So maybe this this is the, the romanticizing of those mm-hmm. times. Yeah. 
it is true. I guess would all of you agree if I said, "Oh, I'd love to go back to the 2000s." Would you all like to go back to the 2000s? Oh no, I'm pretty. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. Here? Okay, well, I'm, yeah. I was happy. Nine, yeah. 90s were. Everyone think has like cool associations okay. with the nights. Maybe not in Russia, people were scared about <laughs> But I mean, at the same but, time, 10 years from now, people won't have a good association with the 20s. So, mm, you know, yeah. but I don't know. I don't have this, you know, like feeling like, oh, I'd love to go back to the 80s or the 70s or whatever. Each era, each de- decade has its own problems and everything. But now yeah. I can enjoy all the technology like all the smartphones, the internet and everything. Like I'm not ready to give it up. So <laughs> fair enough. Well, well, let's um, look at consumerism. So you, you mentioned consumerism. Um, I think maybe we've talked a little bit about this in other podcasts as well, but let's start with the environmental consequences of consumerism. What does modern day consumerism do to the environment? I guess the main thing is um, the amount of rubbish because, you know, let's face it, um, consumerism is all about this attitude of wanting to buy and possess, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are not very necessary. But then again, we live in a consumerist society. We want something new, something different. And so um, as we accumulate all, all of these items, whatever they are, they can create this huge amount of waste and that's not very helpful to the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what what actually happens to to waste? Well, in Russia, where, where does the waste go? Does it go to China or does it stay here? It stays here. It's all horrible over here with, with the trash and everything because we don't have many recycling facilities and the ones that we do don't get enough funding. So they have to eventually close down. So it all accumulates and just Basically, there's nothing. Well, some companies burn it, but then again, it has the CO2 emissions, which is definitely not good for the I th- environment. I think it's probably the other emissions that are like the worst. Like CO2 is one thing, but, but it's, but like, yeah. it's well, like the plastic. plastic yeah. Talking yeah. about the, you know, the environmental, let's say... Impact? Impact or whatever yep. of consumerism. So... Not many people know, but actually... So we know that consumerism is directly associated with, let's say, fast fashion... So the companies and, you know, all those shops that we all know and love, let's say like Zara, H&M, you name it, they produce um, enough clothing to actually issue a new collection every single week. So it's 53 mini collections per year. Now, um, fast fashion companies, they need to produce cheap clothes and they need to do that fast. So, and by doing that, they actually become third biggest pollutants in the world because they use cheap materials, toxic materials. So if you look at the surrounding areas on like Google Maps or anything in China, for example, they have toxic rivers, people are suffering and everything. So then we wear these clothes, you know, with this toxic dye or something and they kind of accumulate. So, Well, coming back to what you were saying previously about balconies and people wanting to repair things in the future, leaving things to, re- yeah, to repair at a later date. Would you say older items were made to last? Oh God, yes. Yeah. But I mean, think about it. Is it okay that I'm just chatting so much? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Feel free to shut me up any moment, you know. <laughs> but, you know, um, now the things don't last because of business. It all True. always comes down to money these days. So c- the companies are not interested in you having your laptop for 15 years. Who wants that? Yeah. Who's going to bring them money? Well, what's the longest time you've had a phone for or a computer for? Mm, I guess average three years or something. Yeah, For the smartphone. Years. Yeah, this, I guess, the optimum life for uh, a smartphone that you can use in a way. Yeah. And for laptop, it's longer than that, I guess, a five or something. Well, I actually feel really yeah. vintage. As we speak, in front of me, I have a laptop, which is which is from 2012. So that's wow. Are you serious? Wow. 10 years old. Serious. And right now, I have a an iPhone 5. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so still working. It's, it's still so satisfying. Working. Exactly. So oh, hopefully, wow. hopefully these things... Well, definitely my laptop was built to last. Definitely. But... I do agree a lot of technology was built to... I have I have an example, actually. Yeah, go on. So um, on average, the modern washing machine lasts about like five 
years before it breaks down. Of course, you can prepare it, but still. Now, um, I have a friend and she got hold of an old washing machine. I think it was Bosch or something yeah. like that. So from her grandma. And by the time she got it, the washing machine was 30 years old, never been repaired. And then she had some problem with it. And she called, you know, a repairman. And he said, you know what? That's because it's made of metal. So and most mm. of the insides are made of metal. So and not plastic that we have now. And actually, the only thing that she had to fix in that exact washing machine was the rubber gasket. Oh. So, but the motor <laughs> yeah, and everything is, yeah. is still good to go. You know, it's still good. And the, the repairman said, you know what? When it breaks down, you just change one detail or another yeah, yeah. and it's mm -hmm. good to go for another 30 years. So, yeah. Cool. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at um, flats um, a few months ago with my girlfriend and we we, kept, we walked into this one flat and this old lady had this old Soviet fridge <laughs> and it was still working. It was very loud. But very it was, loud. <laughs> but it was working. I couldn't believe that, yeah, that fridge would still last all these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, What's yeah. the shortest that she owned a device or something? Like if we talk about devices... Oh, I mean, there's so many mm. crappy devices out there. There's so many things. <laughs> like a burner phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely some headphones. Headphones, headphones oh my God. Yeah. The headphone cables always seem to to break for some reason. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what, what about you, Ken? What's the longest time you've owned a phone for? Um, that was my HTC Desire I, which I bought in 2014. Uh, 2014, when I was still in Kazakhstan. And then finally it gave way in the year 2021. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. But Quite I must time. say that in the latter years of its life, <laughs> um, I hardly ever used it because then I already bought a new one, but then it was still functioning until one day uh, when I tried to charge it, it just wouldn't. So I had to, you know, discharge or, you know, uh, get rid of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But well, um, nowadays uh, I prefer to buy phones every, let's say, two to three years. Not because, you know, I want something, you know, fancy. No, it's just um, there are certain features that old phones don't have, which the new ones have. And so I got to have them. I got to keep up with the times. Yeah. So yeah, I do sort of, agree. Definitely. I had, a, um, I had this app, this flashcard app, which I used to, to learn Russian words and really, really helped me. But then because I have my trusty old iPhone 5, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of apps just don't work. Yeah, they don't yeah. support. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy true. how true. these yeah, developers have excluded iPhone 5s. I feel so marginalized <laughs> <laughs> as a result of this. But yeah. Um, um, well, what about you or any technology that you or have not been satisfied with in terms of its, uh, its life? I guess the mobile phones are the, the biggest thing that you need to update I guess in every two or three years. Yeah. So that you need to keep up with all the apps and everything as Ken said. Yeah. So I guess computers and PCs and the mobile phones, I guess. Yeah. The biggest, mm -hmm. the most important things that you need to update from time to time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I'm sorry. Um, I also have this camera. It's a digital camera, Samsung. Yeah. It's kind of bulky. I bought it in 2015, but it still works. It has great quality. Like yeah. a handycam. Um, no, not exactly. Just uh, your average, you know, digital camera, digital camera. but mm -hmm. works perfectly, perfectly to this day. Yeah. Oh, cool. Do you think governments should ban disposable crappy technology because of it creates so much waste? Do you think that this is something the government should do? Or do you think, no, not at all. It's not the government's responsibility. I just can't see how they can do that. You know, because people would still find, you know, ways to to use that, to find that. And then, you know, sometimes it's needed, maybe. So I don't, I mean, look, they can't even handle the situation we have at the moment. Mm -hmm. How they? How can they handle something like disposable stuff? Mm -hmm. I don't know, like maybe um, they need to have some kind of regulation uh, uh, to the companies to make sure that, you know, the products, whatever they make, can last longer 
although it sounds a bit authoritarian yeah. once the government you know gets in the way and tells companies it should be like this or like that um doesn't sound very democratic but um i, I guess we need some kind of regulation because also uh, on the part of the companies by doing or producing such products it encourages uh, people to keep producing a lot of waste and yeah. encouraging people to buy more things that they don't really need. Well, what do you think about what well, plastics are the biggest problem, I'd say, because plastics pollute well, oceans, etc. And yeah, they, they actually have bad hormones, well, things that negatively influence your hormones. Um, do you think things, well, obviously plastics are quite important in the medical sphere and in like daily hygiene sphere for instance um disposable razors toothbrushes and stuff do you think we could have old school wooden toothbrushes <laughs> no. no i mean no. look we can even have the you know nowadays companies when they produce the packaging and everything they always have the alternative of another sort of plastic which is recyclable because you know there are like different mm -hmm. sorts of plastic and everything but most companies just go with the like packaging type seven you know which is non-recyclable because it's cheaper mm -hmm. and again these days we live in a very money-driven world so it all comes down to money they wouldn't be interested in that and spending more money to produce something to last mm -hmm. or you can replace plastic with other products i remember in vietnam the disposable toothbrushes were made of bamboo Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So okay, people, so you can get them nowadays. Yeah. yeah, people were buying them instead of having the plastic ones. So the ones. bristles, were the bristles, um, what, what were the bristles made of? Was that, that was like, like the brush bit? Yeah. Brush is not made with plastic too. It was kind of... Oh, really? It was kind of plant-based of something, yeah. Wow. So cool. I remember that and, and, and the taste was great. Oh, no, yeah, no, I would, I could definitely... Yeah, the taste was was great so people were using that one in yeah. Novosibirsk, actually. Mm -hmm. cool because well, i know in um some arab countries i believe people use a special type of stick and it actually works very well and they don't use toothpaste mm. i don't think yeah well i actually i stopped using plastic razors a long time ago i actually use a cutthroat razor do you know cut the metal mm. one yeah, like old, one. old school yeah. one yeah, but I started using that, <clears throat> what, and yeah, literally last year, in April last year, I bought it. And when I started using it, it started cutting my face. <laughs> really Feels bad. dangerous. It, it is dangerous, but now I got the hang of it and it's it's nice. Yeah, it feel, you feel like a man when you, <laughs> when you. A real man. When you use it, yeah. But that's a vintage thing. I got into that because if I. Must have seen some old film or something, and I became so. They actually promote it these days as a as an eco friendly alternative to the plastic ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, all you have to do is replace the the metal mm -hmm, the, yeah, razor, the metal yeah. razor. razor, but you can mm -hmm. actually sharpen the the blade if you want mm -hmm. to. But that's a that's a whole other art. It takes forever to learn how to sharpen a a razor, and you need a special rock for that. Mm -hmm. it, it is it is quite cool, but mm -hmm. it just takes a lot of time. Yeah. Could you ever use a cutthroat razor, Ken? Um, well, that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah. I might, I might. So my <laughs> doors are not totally shut. Yeah. Well, you can always use an old school safety razor where you replace the blade. It doesn't have to be the cutthroat razor. I mean, I just like the cutthroat razor because it looks cool, mm. but <laughs> it is dangerous. <laughs> one wrong movement. Yeah, one wrong <laughs> movement, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's look at other items that were, well, we have older cars and more modern cars. Would you say that older cars were also built to last and modern cars are kind of I'm disposable? I'm just going to sit back and relax listening to you. Cause I was about okay. to say that. All right, well, well Urs, so <laughs> you've ridden mopeds, motorbikes. Mm -hmm. Would you say older ones are better than the new ones? Older ones are kind of, performing well when you compare with the, the new ones but you need to just visit the the repair shop every other week to get them fixed yeah but the way you ride them is completely different and kind of cool when you compare with the new electric ones yeah but they are consuming lots of gas and oil and everything, so it's not good for the environment. And what repairs did you have to make to the older bikes? Was it more just... You need to just replace the, the chain, you need to replace yeah. the just ig ig igniting 
Yeah, the ignition, the ignition bit, yeah, the spark so plugs. Sparks, yeah. Spark plugs, yeah. yeah. You need to just replace them every other week or twice a month or something. Oh, with the older ones? The older ones, yeah. Especially if you're riding a Honda Cup yeah. 500C, so yeah. you need to do that. But if you're riding kind of an electric bike, so yeah. it's hassle-free. No problem with well, because I had a when I lived in Las Vegas, I had a. <laughs> Sorry, I, had I just a car remember and, the story. <laughs> but I had a. Oh, were you talking about the story where my car the, the broke old, down? No, no, no. When you were buying a car, well, you were selling the car to a guy, and it like broke oh down or something. Yeah, yeah, that, oh that my story. god! Whoever <laughs> hasn't hasn't heard the story, find this podcast. I don't remember which one it was, yeah. but God, look at the <laughs> outlines or whatever. But you have to hear this story. But that's the thing is that modern. Well, I don't know modern cars have too many electronic components mm-hmm. inside it and it just it causes such a headache whenever these components stop working especially in a hot place like las vegas where the hottest temperature i experienced was i think 48 degrees celsius oh, yeah wow. it, it was just another level i mean maybe not quite like dubai because you have the humidity there but anyway the cars just yeah it really puts strain on the cars and and to be honest, I would rather have like an old school larder than <laughs> than have a. Oh, you think that yeah. old school larder would be better in the heat of Vegas? <laughs> right. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe the old Jiguli are like simpler. Aren't Did they? you understand that there was no AC and no AC could possibly be installed? <laughs> well, up that's, there, that's right? the things is that when you have such high temperatures, it's actually sometimes have to turn off the ac because it puts too much strain on your engine mm-hmm. oh. unless of course you have an expensive car which yeah. can fuel consumption yeah yeah exactly but i had to turn off the ac in my car because it really like strained the engine it was a hyundai accent which in russian which in russia is a hyundai solaris and yeah and also you would always have like problems with the electronics it just yeah happy to get rid of that car. <laughs> I have a feeling that, you know, remember we talked about romanticizing, you know, mm-hmm. different. I have a feeling that you're roman- not romanticizing. But missing, you know, kind of what, Yeah, missing the <laughs> 90s in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the Jiguli and everything. Everyone calls me crazy for wanting a Jiguli, but I'm <laughs> hell-bent set on getting a Jiguli. I mean, look, you know, it's always, you know what they say, like I live by the motto of uh, my favorite writer, Terry Pratchett. Coming back to where you started is not the same as never leaving. So trying Jiguli and then selling it and never wanting to be in it again is not the same as always, you know, dreaming about it. So you should give it a go. You should get <laughs> yeah. one. I would love to. Have all the fun. Well, it's for, it's for another podcast, but I want to get my Russian license and then... <laughs> but yeah, there are so many cars on Avito, which is the Russian... Uh, well, in England, we call it Gumtree. It's the equivalent of Gumtree, which is a forum whereby people post um, listings for for used items that they want to sell or get rid of. And there are so many cool cars, so many cool old Russian cars there that... I'm a kid in a candy store. Wow. <laughs> you like such things. And they're cheap as well. You can find like a really cool old car for 40,000 rubles. Yeah, then you visit the... Where do you take the... What do you call this place where you take your car to be fixed? Well, the repair shop. Repair shop. Yeah, and then yeah. you take this car to the repair shop once a week. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, are there cars produced in Turkey? The, yeah, we have kind of collaboration with Fiat and Italian okay. Fiat and Renault from France. Okay, cool. And they're about to launch their new electric car, I guess, by the end of 2023. Yeah. So it's kind of a made in Turkey electric car. Cool. So, yeah. And yeah, the, would you say cars that come from there are of high, they're higher quality? Yeah, but yeah, the, I would go for the old muscle cars instead yeah. of go for a new one or new technology. Well, because of the quality. The or quality the plus they're, yeah, they sound cool in a way. Right? Yeah. So you feel that you're driving a car in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. If yeah, you're riding real, a muscle or something. like. Yeah, totally agree. I'd much rather have like an yeah, old... Like, yeah, sixty-seven Mustang or Camaro. Yeah, Camaro. yeah. well, we can talk about cars forever. I mean, <laughs> yeah. cars are, it's a really fun. But please subject. don't <laughs> do it in a separate podcast. <laughs> it's like get a room, get a room, <laughs> and record a podcast get in it. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, let's. I'm sorry to have to leave cars. If you guys want to hear more about cars, please write in the comments. We'd love to <laughs> hear your suggestions. Anyway, so. 
speaking about cars, let's move on to um, music. So collecting vinyls. Um, Ken, did you ever listen to vinyls or cassettes? Just cassettes. cassettes. Yeah. Um, vinyls, it's perhaps my grandmother. But but then again, um, I I don't think I've ever listened to one like that's being played. But uh, cassettes, yes. Um, by cassettes, I mean cassette tapes. And um, what's funny is if we're going to, you know, go down memory lane. Um, I had to buy them quite often because sometimes they get entangled in the um, cassette player. Mm. Um, oh yeah, I do <laughs> remember that. Back in the that. day, yeah, you put the pen and write. To just <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. um, if you want to do it manually instead mm. of you know fast forward or rewind. rewind mm. Um, oh my God, I had some horror stories um, from way from way back when, and. Um, it was just so frustrating sometimes because um, I had it, let's say, for about two weeks and then something happens and then I had to buy a new one. Uh, but then again, it was okay because it's, you know, it was kind of cheap then. And so, um, yeah, uh, it was no biggie, but then still kind of frustrating instead yeah. of buying the CD, of course. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know. good, good phrase. Uh, no biggie. I love this phrase. It's a great one. It means no big deals. Right. Amazing. Yeah, just for the listeners. Yeah, great phrase. It's um, would you say it's American? I'd say it's definitely American. Would you say it's a, yeah? I'd say so. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess. American. Yeah, no biggie, no big deal. So yeah. Anyway, um, did you would you ever collect cassettes? Is this something that you would do now, or is that just too hipster? When I was a kid. There were only cassettes instead of CDs, so yeah. we used to listen through the cassettes. And my father had vinyl collection. I guess he's still keeping them in the storage. Oh, cool! With the turntable and everything. I, so I know both of them in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right now we don't need them. Oh, do do we all remember when DVDs first came out? I remember when no. DVDs first came out. They just felt like breakthrough another, right yeah from like another planet <laughs> yeah it's funny you say that now because you know <laughs> you show a cd yeah. player to modern kids they're gonna look at it like what the what hell is, is that, is that yeah. yeah no and, and sometimes you would jump up and down and the cd would stop playing because <laughs> yeah um so yeah um but why do people still collect vinyls why are vinyls particularly attractive I guess the quality is better than the the digital sound because you're manually putting it on the turntable and you just put on the pin on it so you can hear every detail that they record on it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why people still collect into vinyls. Yeah. Um, well, Cassie, would you prefer oh, vinyls or... See, I'm not... I don't listen to music much. Like, I can turn on a song or something like play a song once a month or something. So I'm not the right person to talk about <laughs> that. But I do see a tendency of people to collect the vinyl. So it kind of got popular again. I don't know why. Maybe it's again, like with all the vintage things mm-hmm. and everything. But I mean, even the modern bands, they do... Um, Reshoeing yeah, on vinyl. Yeah, 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 on yeah. Vi- yeah. For collectors kind of edition kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, And I guess um, nostalgia has... Mm. you know has something to do with it too mm-hmm. yeah well in my early 20s I, I collected loads of vinyls it was it was such like a fun hobby mm-hmm. almost was that was... one of those items that you used to collect yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like one of the many things I used to collect but yeah in, in London there's a big culture of well reggae music and you have um yeah, stores which are dedicated to selling reggae vinyls. Not that many stores, but you have a oh, few. Oh, that's very niche. And it's so mm-hmm. cool when you go to these stores and flick through all the the collections of vinyls. And sure, it's expensive, but it's just a whole experience in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a source of meditation almost. <laughs> Whereas on a computer, you just press play and right. there you mm-hmm. go. Whereas um, you would really savor the track if you listen to it on vinyl and and also you can play around with it and make (laughs) (laughs) like a dj yeah exactly but yeah i definitely love vinyls um what about cameras um i used to love old school film cameras i Mm. used to own one actually several of them but uh, the funny thing is you never know how the picture looks like until it you know I mean once that's the film why you're is extra careful about taking a photo like are you sure you're not blinking 
Right. Yeah. Concentrate. <laughs> and wait yeah. for the flash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I definitely prefer the quality of older, older photography. You know, again, speaking about things that kind of got back, you know, and got popular again. You know those, like, was it Polaroid yeah, and yeah, everything yeah, cameras? Yeah. are so popular these days. Right. So expensive as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I have a student who's a photographer and she decided to take a couple of, you know, pictures during the photo shoot on her old camera and everything. And she said to buy a film for like 30, 36 pictures, I think it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more than 2,000 rubles now it's to crazy, buy this. And then you have- film, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you have to pay someone to develop mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's, it's like, terrible. oh my God, it's like an expensive hobby these hobby. days. No, I used to, um, when I first came to Russia, when I was in Krasnodar, I had a film camera and I went to the develop, well, I guess you could, yeah, the Photoshop to develop the- the film and it was back then it was okay it was an okay price it was something like 300 rubles actually maybe no 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 300 rubles now is about 900 rubles in today's money i guess mm-hmm. you could say so yeah it was quite expensive i guess but it was such a fun hobby and- but you know what since people back then had only such type of cameras they had to develop the films they had to print the photos so you had some sort of memories that could last yeah. Of course, that kind of meant that you would have tons of photo albums yeah. that you would have no idea what to do with. So, you know, I'm kind of in between minds what is better to have those albums, physical albums, you can leave through, pages, look at the yeah. photos and everything, mm-hmm. or to have everything digital. But then again, you know, it's not trustworthy. Nobody can guarantee that your hard drive or anything won't crash and you won't lose yep. all mm-hmm. the photos. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of like, you know, safety. Physical but, copy versus yeah, taking, digital. Mm-hmm. Kind of taking space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, my, yeah. My, my dad takes his time to really um, make beautiful old school photo albums. And at home, Aww. we have, well, yeah, back in London at home, we have a lot of, we have a collection of old photo albums. And it's really, it's really special. You flick through these albums and you take your time. Whereas, yeah, now a lot of people just keep everything on their phone. Or, yeah. You see, yeah. Uh, as much as I like, um, well, I liked you know, film uh, cameras, but then somehow I have a feeling of kind of like regret because I, we had lots of photos, but then we don't have the films anymore. So there's no way to reproduce them except to take a photo of the photo, if you know what I mean, and then Mm. upload them to your social, you know, uh, media accounts, which I do from time to time. It's kind of like sharing my, you know, childhood, childhood. memories, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, that looks nice though. <laughs> we actually tried to digitize most of the photos, at least of our family, yeah, mm-hmm. just to keep them somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's why I feel like, you know, um, children today are so lucky because um, there is more, um, I mean, it's highly likely for them to be able to keep their photos now for a long time because, you know, we can store them in, um, in clouds or whatever other, you know, means to save them. Unlike with, you know, film cameras and films, you got to have the copy of the film. Otherwise, there's no but way then of again, reproducing. You can't just depend fully on an iCloud or some other device. I mean, I remember in 2017, I had a big three-week trip around the West Coast of America. Mm-hmm. Different, like, what, five states, different cities. Loved it. But I stored all my photos on my phone. And at that moment, I didn't, you know, make any sort of, like... Backup. Backup, backup yeah, on the cloud. I lost everything oh, when my oh phone my. just crashed. Oh, my I tried God. to get back. No, I lost all the numbers, the messages, the photos. And I was so sad about the photos. Mm-hmm. I only yeah. tried... Well, I kind of went through the like, different chats and everything where, where I sent my friends the photos. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I have at least 15 photos <laughs> from those three weeks of traveling. Like, oh my God, I was so sad. De- uh, that's, devastating. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. The modern reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so advantages and disadvantages yeah, of, of course. digital versus old school. Well, I was also going to speak about clothes. So secondhand clothes. I used to love buying secondhand clothes. And to be honest, I still occasionally do if I It's find. fun. It's fun. But in Russia, a lot of people have negative attitudes towards They sure do. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you want to explain that? Why? why well, I think that's mostly connected with the fact that earlier in the secondhand shops, you used to have really old, ugly and horrible quality of clothes. It's usually, you know, 
you would just hope that you wouldn't have like lice or something in it. So I think that's why. So whereas now we have several vintage stores in Novosibirsk and you can find really cool clothes there. Yeah, so, I've seen a few. Yeah, there's, was it, second, second hand? <laughs> there's also one not far Mega from hand. here, which is called Gusto. They don't have much of male clothing, but still you can find so many cool things. That's one there. thing I realized. I went to the second hand shop and there was so many female clothes and almost no... That's nothing that's, for men. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, they you know they usually say like, oh, you know, we well, I think that all that all comes down to the fact that, I mean, look, a lot of women are shopaholics. Like, let's face it, how often do you buy new clothes, and why? Usually, you know, at least I can see the examples of my male friends and you know my dad. They buy things when something's wrong with the old one. Yeah, it's got a tear that is you know that you can't mend anymore. Mm-hmm everything but they would never just oh you know what i'm, I'm tired of this thing i'm just gonna t-. no they buy things and like wear them for years and years and years whereas we girls you know we tend to be a little bit <laughs> speaking of which just to prove that right <laughs> i have this shirt um which i've been wearing since 2014 it's the year 2022 mm-hmm. now and it's still with me and i'm just waiting for it to be totally you know um torn mm-hmm. for me to buy a new yeah. one and then actually about this vintage and secondhand shop that i'm talking about in novosibirsk whenever they get hold of lots of male clothing they don't sell them they give them you know to charity. charities yeah mm-hmm. because there are so many people who need that mm-hmm. that's, that's, so that's kind of nice well, yeah. it's a kind of well, nice thing. Were there vintage shops in Vietnam and Thailand, or is it not really a thing? Not there? really, not yeah. really. What about Turkey? Turkey, we we have lots of in Istanbul, but mostly like retrospective kind of an era, like seventies yeah. mm. clothing or eighties mm. clothing. It's yeah. not kind of used or secondhand, mm-hmm. but a specific. If, if people want to wear kind of specific eras clothing or the fashion. They, they just go there and buy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's quite... Because in London, well, in England, we have many, many, many oh, God, charity yeah. shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's an, almost on every major street, you'll see at least one or two charity shops. I have such shops. a good, you know, memory connected with London and going to Camden Market. Yeah, you know, Camden mm-hmm. Market. Yeah. God, I love this place. It's like a mecca for all the quirky people and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember going <laughs> to a secondhand shop over there and I found two sweatshirts and one of them was like Christmassy. Oh, Christmassy. It was like bright red with all those decorations. I fell in love immediately. Mm-hmm. Bought it for like 10 pounds. Still with me. Yeah. The sleeves mm-hmm. are kind of short right now, but I don't care. It's just so sweet. Yeah. And it was. It was in 2013. So nine years. Nine still years, wearing yeah. it. Yeah. But in mm. England, people there's a lot of people buy used clothes and there's not really that much stigma. I mean, maybe someone's grandma died and... <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> but, but even yeah. still, like... I mean, you wouldn't know if anybody died, you yeah. know, mm. if that's a dead person's clothes. So how would you know? <laughs> Nobody's going to know. Yeah. In America, too, there are lots of charity shops and you can find some really good deals. And a lot of people actually have a business on eBay flipping clothes flip what I mean by flipping clothes means by buying some old items and selling the items at a higher price so a lot of people have eBay flipping businesses where they yeah go to charity shops on discount days and oh yeah isn't that what the main character um in Breaking Bad was doing I be- just buying things and then mm. selling them on eBay. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, it was Jesse. Did that Jesse Pinkman. Th- that yeah. was that was the wife of the main character who was sick. I don't remember Walter, names. Yeah, his wife I, was. I, doing I don't that. remember her name right now. What was it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but you know, in America, there are so many vintage stores you know and uh, in america they call them thrift thrift stores and actually yeah yeah, they use it a lot as a verb like let's go thrifting like do you want to go thrift yeah to thrift and i know one thrift store um in boston area and you know they have you know like clothes you know on rails and everything but they have one room and in there it's just huge pile of clothes and if you buy anything from there it's like Two or three dollars per pound of clothes. So they weigh the clothes yeah. and then cool. you buy you buy per weight. It's yeah, fun. I have I have heard of that actually. Well just interesting. Well, it's like a treasure said, hunt. Yeah, right? it's a verb to thrift. It's a regular I guess it's a regular verb. Yeah, I have thrifted. I have thrifted. thrifted. Yeah, many times. Okay, all right. So yeah, regular verb thrift. <laughs> all right. So um what else can you buy in secondhand shops usually? What what did you notice? 
um, in the UK from secondhand shops? Oh, you can buy absolutely anything. Like, but I think the it's usually all the same things. Like, in, no matter what country you're in, it's clothing, shoes, shoes bags. Uh, accessories, mm-hmm. bags, you know, stuff like that. Well, yeah, what I noticed in the UK, you can buy books, loads of secondhand books. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. America, love America. God bless America and everything. (laughs) And their thrift stores. Why? Goodwill. Yeah. You go to Goodwill, clothes sometimes are horrible. You need to actually hunt for good clothing, but books. I remember coming to Goodwill just because I had like, do like half an hour to kill and everything. I noticed several books of Nabokov. And just so you know, I was working in a department which was founded by him. So it's kind of like our founding father. And I saw these books, hardcover, looked absolutely new for like $1 a piece. I'm like, oh, you're coming home with me. (laughs) And then board games for like three, $4. And I, in America, I haven't, well, actually that's a thing in Novosibirsk now too. I used to buy a lot of like dishes or like baking sheets, stuff like that. Because if you buy it new, it's kind of expensive, like $30 for a baking sheet. Cooking Mm -hmm. items. Yeah, exactly. Cooking items. Yeah. Would people in Russia buy used cooking items? I don't think you can buy that used because, you know, we were we were brought up by our Soviet moms and grandmas. Yeah. You would never throw that away. Mm, yeah. My mom has hand hooked like baking things and like cooking items for 20, 30 years. I wow. re- we recently were making cool. waffles on a waffle maker, which is from 1987. Yeah. Unbelievable. 87. Works well, actually. Wow. Just perfect. So, cool. But if you go to a vintage store over here in Novosibirsk, you can find some dishes over there. Mostly like, you know, for the salads, stuff like that. So, but not many people just take them there. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah. But Goodwill. Oh yeah, Goodwill is a great, oh, great yeah. shop. I, I, when I was in Vegas, I, I remember I bought some golf clubs there. And <laughs> ma- mainly for protection, but, <laughs> but also to play. Which, which sums up all also, you need to know about Vegas. <laughs> but also to play um, golf with. But it was amazing. Only $3 for a proper driver. For those of you, um, do, do you know what a driver is? It's the it's like the it's the club that you use the golf club that you use to hit the ball as far as possible, mm. and then you have irons which are the mid range. No golf clubs. players over here, mm. huh? Yeah, you no, can't, no, can't really play no golf way. in Russia. It's too cold for it. <laughs> but in America, people love golf. And yeah, they do. They have these things called driving ranges, which obviously you don't drive your car there, but um, yeah, you hit golf balls as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun, actually. And sometimes you have a guy who drives around in a little golf car mm-hmm. who collects the balls and sometimes you try to hit the car. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, for fun. Yeah, but the car has like an iron cage around it because it knows <laughs> that everyone's going to try and hit it. <laughs> but yeah. All right, well, let's finish off by, by um, naming one vintage item of personal significance in your family. So you've mentioned plates before. Right. Um, I was going to say my personal item would be um, my parents bought this old fan. This old fan. It's like a really heavy iron fan. I think it's called a stiff key fan. Stiff key is a village, I think, somewhere Mm -hmm. in in England. And it's so heavy. It's so cool. I think it's from the 20s or maybe even... um, even really? Early. Yeah, it's really old and it's like heavy, I think, iron and there's a brass fan, the brass fan blades and you have to be so careful for this fan because if you put your finger in it, it's not like the plastic fans where if you want to play <laughs> around with <laughs> Say them, goodbye to your <laughs> finger. Is, you will say goodbye to your <laughs> oh, finger. It's, it's amazing, but it's beautiful. So that's my vintage item. Do you have a particular item? I, I don't have, but my mom... She's still keeping her grandmother's ring. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind of like 90, 95 years kind of traditional. So, grandmother to her mother, her mother to mom. So, yeah, she's keeping that kind of a vintage item. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's interesting. I'm, I'm just trying to think about any sort of item that has been passed through generations. Mm -hmm. We don't have anything like that. Uh, But if I think about my parents, let me think. I think that waffle maker from 1987 might have might be good. I mean, it works so well. I'm definitely gonna like you know take it if they don't need it anymore. And yeah, I think that's it. I think yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a lot of stuff from uh, from my dad who passed away last year. So like you know, in the garage and everything, we just don't know what to do with that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I guess it just stays here yeah. with mm-hmm. us, you know. Yeah. 
But Fair yeah, enough. so the waffle maker it is <laughs> a waffle Definitely. maker. Definitely. Yeah. I would say apart from the plates, yeah. um, a singer sewing machine um, singer, from yeah. way, way back from the 80s, I guess, or yeah, yeah. even late 70s. Yeah, they're really good quality, aren't they? Yes. Really with the pedal, quality. right? With, mm-hmm. with the pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, I must say, though, that even though it's still around, um, it's in my um, aunt's uh, house, but they don't use it. But they keep it for nostalgic, you know, reasons because, you know, it was used by my grandmother. And I remember growing up, whenever um, a shirt needs to be mended, my grandmother would use that. So it's still there for for that purpose. Well, you know what? When nostalgia wears off, you can kind of sell it for good money. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Practical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, thank you very much, guys. So we want to hear your comments. We want to hear suggestions. If there's a particular part of this podcast that was interesting, interesting to you and you want to hear more about it, do let us know. Or if you have any questions about any of the words or idioms or anything we said, do let us know and make sure to subscribe to us on our various social media platforms including vk telegram and and apple um, podcasts and also visit our website www.bigappleschool.com where you can find some other interesting podcasts like this one and you can find articles and more information about the courses that we offer so that's it for today guys thank you very much and we'll see you next time thank you see ya. bye for see now. Ya.